The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Off to a bad I start. You liked the first no, thing. just the worst. Welcome everybody to Podcast Beyond, episode four hundred and forty-nine. Rickety crickets. Yep. <laughs> Sniffy and the skunks here with some real bad smells for your ears. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me once again is Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, Brian Altano. What's up? And Marty Sleva. Greets. Hey, everybody. How's it going? So you didn't do the brat brat. Alana is still in. Now I, now uh, I get well, it. Alana's not here. Alana's oh, not here. It's She's in Australia. Here. That's Someone mm-hmm. from Douglas, Arizona is calling me. I don't know who that is. <laughs> answer it. Take it. No, answer I'm it. not answering that. I already missed oh, it, man. We've got a caller from Douglas, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Douglas. What's <laughs> <laughs> his name? Douglas. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, 449. We just yeah. posted uh, 448 and a half, which was our E3 episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Max and I were a part of that. Uh, we It's audio only, recorded in Zach's Airbnb. It's very long. Uh, I scrubbed through a little bit of it, listened to like the last half hour, and I was like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, so that's remember. how that one went. I think I just like, like I went to walk Kirsten home, and then you guys stopped recording. <laughs> I like, went back to Zach's Airbnb, and I was like, hey, can you let me up? And he's like, everyone's gone, dude. Go home. And I was like, oh. But it's okay, good. Fine. So so pretty par for the course for an E3 episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Greg Miller was on it. Yeah, Greg's on a lot of it. Yeah. So great. if somehow you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the last episode, you can do that. Yeah. That's it's how that works. It took place before 448. Yeah. 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 It's technically it's, it's like, a secret show, like the 13th up, floor, yeah, right? Look yeah. Up, uh, Podcast Beyond Secret Wars 2 reading order. And mm-hmm. You should find it. You've got to pick sure. up New Mutants number 37 and yeah. you know find out what that Beyonder's up to. Yeah. Hey, I actually made it. That totally that was good. works. Yeah. The yeah, Beyonder yeah. and Secret Wars. Hell yeah. All right. Anyway, we got a great, great announcement that. The Return to Arkham Batman games are delayed with no date. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. not a great and, announcement. And so to put to put that perspective, <laughs> games have gone missing. Today <laughs> we're recording this on 28th. When we're listening to this, it's June 29th. So they're about to come out one month later, July yep. 29th. They're now delayed with no date, like indefinitely delayed. And uh, the deal was with those, if you didn't know, it was Batman Return to Arkham. It was Arkham Asylum and Arkham City plus all their DLC, all the Game of the Year content. Um, 
remastered for Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. So they were, it wasn't just like uprising it. it they were the switching engines. games were originally engines. in UE3. And even Arkham Knight was in UE3. Oh, so these so, are yeah. running on a brand new engine? Yeah. Yes. Oh, is, so that's one wow, of the reasons people is. think it might be delayed is that it's much more difficult to do that than, than you would imagine. I mean, because the game was optimized for a very specific engine with a very specific set of rules and logic, and bringing that over to something completely different seems monumentally difficult. Yes, uh, especially because it wasn't exactly the smoothest launch last time around. Yeah. What happens yeah. when an unstoppable force meets an Unreal Engine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so give them a little bit of context about the PC launch. Yeah, oh, yeah, Arkham Knight. Uh, yeah. yeah, when Arkham Knight launched on PC, it was a disaster. Uh, they issued refunds, it got delayed and delayed and delayed, and then finally came back out. But there was a whole mess at launch of, of just performance problems and all kinds but of stuff wait, like the, that. But wait, the Collector's Edition Batmobile worked perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Nope. No. Yeah, what happened there, Goldie? Oh, it literally didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It yeah, never that, came that out. That was not part of the Collector's Edition. Yeah. Why? I don't know why. Because it was falling apart. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's an actual thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So it's, obviously performance problems happen at launch, but this has been a franchise. It's kind of like at least since City had a couple launch problems every time, and even even the standard edition of Arkham Knight, and even on three or on Xbox One and PS4, like I played the Xbox version, and anytime I lost internet connection, it would remove me from the game at launch, even though it mm. wasn't an online game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a lot of moments where I was sort of like falling through the architecture, or like you'd be in an indoor fight and you'd get punched, and then all of a sudden you'd be like in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very weird. And I was yeah. like, well, that's pretty cool, Batman. But oh, that's because you were fighting Seaman. Y- yes. The, the hit Dreamcast character. Yeah. No, it was just Clayface, but he turned into the sea. Yep. I, uh, I'm, I was kind of okay with like giving them a pass on some stuff like that because I know what they're trying to do is incredibly ambitious like to have an open world game like like the, like the Arkham games where you can pretty much traverse anything mm-hmm. climb anywhere especially city yeah like yeah. it's just unbelievable so i was like yeah it's it's totally okay if i fall through something every now and then but yeah these have been secretly or not so secretly kind of um problem ridden for a, a little while well, now and that's the big question with this delay right do you think so there are kind of two just from like browsing neogap and stuff all day there there are kind of two theories this flares off into first one is is it because of those performance problems right. like do you think that could be why they would delay this cuz like for my money, right, like, they were a month out from release, and it feels like they would be going gold, theoretically, if they were actually coming out in a month. Not very soon. So yeah. you would know, like, it's not like performance problems, it's like, one day you updated the build, and all of a sudden it doesn't run well. Like, you feel like they would have had a longer ramp up. No, it's like, if you why. look at No Man's Sky got delayed, uh, like, a month and a half outside of its release date, and they yeah. were like, we need a little more time, and it was like, totally do what you gotta do. This is just straight up, like, uh you're not going to see this for a while. We can't even tell yeah. you when. We don't. We can't even give you a fake day that we're... Like, they didn't even say we're delaying it to the fall or 2017. They just said, like, no date. Yep. Yeah, I mean... Like which, an anime fam and non-prom night. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't say any of those words, right? Is that what that was? Like you said amine. Fam on... <laughs> said am, fam. You said amine fam on prom night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, one of the things, if this was performance-related, it makes sense because... Uh, this is a series that has such incredible highs, but it also has taken just a bunch of shots to the jaw. Like yeah. Arkham Origins, which, yes, we all say, like, the game's not bad, but it's not up to that high pedigree. And, yes, that was WB Montreal and not Rocksteady. But 99% of the people don't know that. 
It's a Batman Arkham game, so it really doesn't matter. To no, anybody. and it's also worth pointing out this isn't Rocksteady either. Yes, like yeah. Rocksteady's not handling the port. Yeah, no, and, but, but they're also not including that in this. They weren't include, including yes. that in this hypothetical package, yeah. Which, yeah. which means this isn't even that. Like it's like if you bought the Aliens box set and mm-hmm. like, oh, Alien Three isn't in there. Yeah, and they're like, well, a lot of people don't like Alien Three, and you're like, well, let me decide that. Yeah, totally. You know, like yeah. as, in terms of being a completionist package and having everything right there, like to omit one of those games um, because. A different developer worked on it, whereas, like you pointed out, most most people didn't even notice. Most no. people don't care that that was made by. A no, studio. exactly. That's I mean, that's that's inside baseball. And then, yeah, like we mentioned, with Arkham Knight coming out and being such a catastrophe on PC that it literally got pulled from Steam. Mm-hmm. Like that's something like the, the the Arkham brand as a whole is very powerful and it's very successful and it's something that whether it's Rocksteady or not WB is going to continue and obviously Rocksteady is continuing it with Arkham VR yeah. but it's something like you don't want to tarnish that you're like you want to keep up its high reputation that's one of the reasons GTA does so well is because they take their time and everything that has GTA on it GTA on it <laughs> is spectacular like an M&A fan on prom night <laughs> no, like I mean, an M&A like, fan like on prom night we have one night. job which is to come in here and talk in the microphone so we managed to screw that up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you mentioned Arkham VR yeah. VR that's, yeah, that's the other I mentioned. Kind Can of we call it that seriously. Can we VR call it VR is a really good name for it, actually. Thank yeah. you. Or I invented Arkham. it myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the other idea, that kind of the other side of that argument, is that nothing to do with performance. The game actually is done. It was going to be out in a month, but yep. they want to package Arkham VR with it. It's going to be mm-hmm. part of a thing where this is the delivery way that their delivery method for Arkham VR. Yeah, that'd be interesting on the PS4 version of the game because this was yeah. slated for both PS4 and yes, Xbox and Xbox One. one. And, and yeah. that's the weird thing is like, well. Part of me is like, oh, that's a really smart way to get people to buy the collection, and mm-hmm. it also is how you sell a three-hour experience is by putting in something like this. But if it is done, and if that is why they're holding it, and that seems kind of crappy to just sit on it for six more months. Well, and that also sit that potsy <laughs> that also kind of sucks on your bike. That sucks because it's like I don't really want this collection. Like I played these games, and I'm glad they exist, but like I'm not really interested in that. I'm definitely interested in Arkham VR. Like the way you sell Arkham VR is. You say this is the best Batman VR experience you'll ever have, and also you just bought a new launch system, mm-hmm. ostensibly. Yeah, uh, and there are seven things to do with it. Yeah, this is one of the best. And ones I imagine Arkham VR is going to be twenty bucks or something. Yeah, like that's that. the other it's going to be a full like, price game, and it's well, awesome. Like what I played at E3 was awesome. It was one of my three favorite things of the show. To me, you'd get into like Modern Warfare Remastered territory where people would be like, "I just want that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want the other thing. I don't want the whole thing. I just yeah. want that thing." When I get a PSVR this fall, I don't want three Arkham games that don't work with PSVR. Well, I don't think there would be VR support because I don't think in six months they're going to add VR support no, to and the, the old ones. Well, it would just you, be like... Yeah. It would movement be like a movement would drug. be insane in that game. Like, yeah. You'd be throwing up inside of your... <laughs> yeah, like, they're not optimized for that at all. You'd, you'd, it'd, be, it'd be like you'd shoot up into the sky... Uh, and you'd throw up. Also, that killer croc seemed to be too scary. Yep. That way you're running towards the camera. Yeah, yeah I don't want it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, and the other thing is... In maybe Asylum? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that, man. The other thing is maybe it's neither of these... Like, maybe there's some other unknown reason why they don't. That what, it's just straight up canceled? Mm. Yeah, I mean. Like some profit margin spreadsheet thing. They're like, oh, there's no one likes Batman anymore. It's too bad. bad. Yeah, or like. No one wants it. I I would imagine WB Montreal is doing something or some team somewhere is doing something in the other DC than universe. just Arkham yeah, VR. The yeah. dollar sign's like, upside down. It's uh, totally backwards and nobody wants to buy it. we got to cancel it right away. <laughs> Whose voice is that? I don't know. It's, um, it's so one it's of the Warner Bros. Yeah. 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 John Warner. That's just, um, it's 90% of the, the thugs in any Arkham game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if Boys, let them know uh, the bit's coming in. <laughs> I hear he's got a real big cape. <laughs> 
five or six of us took a big old dump in the back of this truck. Oh, crap, it's the bed. <laughs> Man, I saw an entire series of, of you imitating bad guy mobs. It just and, follows and then, that guy going home. And Joker the being like, I, to- I didn't tell any of you to do that. <laughs> why, would you, that why would that be your crime? Look, look, boss, we took a dunk in the van. Joker's like, that's weird. Like, I, do weird I asked stuff, you guys like, this, to rob the museum. <laughs> yeah, we uh, took a bunch of dumps in the back of the car. <laughs> why? We went down to the old warehouse and broke some windows. Took care of those windows for you, boss. Hey, I know I'm crazy and I, I'm a clown and stuff, but like that is by no means a good use of your time. Hey, Penguin, we caught a bunch of seagulls for your menagerie. You're not getting paid for that. That's not a thing I can pay you for. All right, all right. Yeah. So uh, the PlayStation Vita. Mm-hmm. Sony's fa- most famous dead system is not really dead. There are games coming out for it. In fact, three of them came out today, amazingly enough. We got Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yay. We got God Eater Resurrection. Yay. And we got Adventures of Mana, which was this wonderful little sort of like, like that was one of those things where like, oh, they're thinking about maybe local. Just kidding, it's out. It's yeah. out. Yeah. It's free yeah. to the world. And, Go get it. And the big thing about that is like God Eater sounds weird in that list because I know it's not like a major franchise, but it is like that's a Bandai Namco game. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Lego is obviously WB. And then uh, Square put out that Final Fantasy game. Uh, and it's cool because like those are on one day, five Vita games came out. Three of them were for major publishers. The other two are like pretty popular smaller games. Marty, mm-hmm. you reviewed Force Awakens. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, did you try the Vita version yet? No, they haven't sent us any version okay. other than the PS4 version. Because I yeah. will say that I've played... Um, Probably, uh, I played almost all of the Lego games that have come to Vita in the mm-hmm. last few years, as well as on 3DS. I'm a huge fan of playing those on handhelds because yeah. they are um, kind of grindy. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially well, after you beat the campaign for the first time. Yeah. But Marvel, so Avengers is the first one that wasn't. Avengers is the first one where it was the one to one open world kind of. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Like Avengers is interesting because like I only put a little bit of time into it. Actually, that's like next time I have a long flight, one mm-hmm. of those games I want to dig deeper into. But yeah, like the world was there. It's just a little bit restricted. It's very empty. It's not populated in the way the Vita one is or the PS4 one is. Like flying around it is really cool, but it just gets old really fast. So yeah. I feel like they could definitely make uh again, like I haven't tried the Vita version, I want to this week. They could definitely make Force Awakens works because it's not one giant central hub mm-hmm. like Manhattan. It's a bunch of smaller bite-sized hubs. So there's yeah. no like central terrifyingly huge world you can't just like be boba fett and fly into the air and go wherever you want why like not because he because he passed away by that film he did not so die. is is there hub the, you, you can just fly inside the sarlacc yeah. just up and down is there hub that, that sort of like resistance hangar there's term? multiple hubs oh okay that's cool. a hub uh maz Kanata's planet after the it gets it's called messed Ta- up Ta-Kadana. i know it's called takadana i learned what all these planets are called because jacuzzi is the only one they named by name yeah, uh, yeah. The Millennium Falcon is a hub. Uh, Starkiller Base is a hub. Uh, Jakku a hub. itself is a hub. Thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna make a great hub someday. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, uh, we can, I guess we can we cautiously uh, recommend Force Awakens for Vita, like oh, based on their. I mean, I would I would wait. I would yeah. say see it because mm-hmm. the Vita games are either like some of them are just one to one with the 3ds games which mm-hmm. is really weird because they're just like they're the, up-res versions of the 3ds games that's yeah. what lego jurassic world was and it's like the old school lego games like the original lego star wars where yep. you kind of have that like main small hub area and then you have kind of missions that are in single worlds and you come back yeah, yeah. Um, also talking about uh namco man i wish namco would put nino kuni yeah. On Vita, which oh, it'd be so perfect. It huh? probably well, there was there, there was, was a, a there was a 3DS version yeah. that never came out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which, which is, is really bizarre because it's like an old school out, grindy RPG. Well, like the, the DS was huge back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it's it DS a, or 3DS? DS. Oh, it was originally DS. It was DS. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so strange because you think that like I mean at that point like a PS3 exclusive versus a 
a DS game? Like, yeah. What's yeah. the, the install I mean, base my, there? Like, what? Yeah. My my ignorance for the the way the sort of like marketing and, and production side of the industry is showing right now, but I feel like with digital distribution, it should be more logical than ever to to sell stuff that you would probably beforehand thought like this isn't going to have a big impact on the market we're not going to sell 100k versions of Nino Kuni 3DS ported to Vita or whatever mm-hmm. but like it seems like now more than ever you can just put a JPEG up on the storefront on, on PSN and sell a game that would have been taking up a corner in a store mm-hmm, somewhere. Exactly. Like if you go to a GameStop, no physical manufacturing, yeah. Yeah. no real estate. Yeah, there's no middleman anymore. It's just, yeah. it's just bandwidth. It's and like so when, when the PSP first came out, they talked about. I think it was Kaz Hurai talked about uh, how the PSP was going to rescue gaming from the handheld gaming ghetto. Yeah, and I remember being like a little thrown off by that because I'm just like, well, what do you mean ghetto? Like, yeah, that's, like, a stu- that's a stupid... Nintendo, like, the one thing they don't make, make mistakes on are handheld. Yeah, well, and it's re- also, it's just that. like, it's just a, it's, it's like you wouldn't call PC gaming a ghetto. Like, ghetto is just a stupid term to yeah, throw it or something yeah. like that. But if you go into, like, a GameStop now, like, I was in the one on Market Street in mm-hmm. San Francisco the other day, like, the, um, all of the 3DS stuff is down in the downstairs, in a corner, like, mm-hmm. it's Kind Gaming. of in the ghetto, like yeah. it's kind of in the dark. It it's like off and off to the dungeon, side. Really. It's basically <laughs> in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. So like to go down there and be like, do they have this game? Like I wanted to pick up a game for 3ds and they didn't have it, and they they only had it online. And it's like, well, then I could buy it through the eShop, but it's more expensive through there. Yeah. And, like I feel like with games like this, especially on Vita, as it's dying, like take games like that and put it there. You know, put it on the store. Sell and, it in a place where well, we're getting that. Like, let's let's finish this list here because yep. we've also got World of Final Fantasy coming in October. Yep. Dragon Quest Builders in October. I am Setsuna is out in Vita. So that that one's weird because in Japan it's sort of the opposite of what you mm-hmm. just said. You would think they would just bring it over because yeah. uh, it's that game is being localized. It's out on Vita in Japan, but here it's only coming to PC and PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's one like the fact that they did decide to bring. Um, uh, Adventures of Mana over the fact that World of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest are coming over. I feel like there's kind of still hope for Ansem. And maybe these are like maybe these are almost litmus tests. Like, how is yeah. this working? Like, if yep. they do yeah. move a you know couple thousand units, which isn't it doesn't need to move a ton. And like we know through evidence that like Vita owners, they're small in number, but the it's like the the uh, attach rate of games is huge. Yeah, like people yeah. with a Vita buy a lot of games. They're and dedicated. Weird. Yeah, I mean for Einstein, I feel like Square could literally just be like, hey, here's the Japanese version, and you can download a dump of the English subtitles from the PS4 version that we already localized anyway. That'll just exist. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that would kind of be enough. Like they don't, it's not like it needs touchscreen features. It's not like Joker's it needs anything. Download it. I really, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I kind of hate where the Vita is right now in that um, they won't acknowledge its existence, that it's either living nor dead. I mean, a really good thing that I like to see at the end of a, of a life cycle or, or of a console or a handheld is that there is a dedicated forward-facing advertising campaign around a price drop mm-hmm. and they go yeah. this is what this is now it's 79.99 or 99.99 it comes bundled with these four digital games and a month of PlayStation Plus and a memory card mm-hmm. a <laughs> memory card yeah. that doesn't cost more than the <laughs> yeah. PSP or Vita itself and all of a sudden you get it into a hands with a bunch of, a whole bunch of people and mm-hmm. people are playing it for the very first time yeah that's actually a really good point i feel like the same thing happened with the PSP and the PSP Go where yeah. it's like sony just kind of like pumped the brakes or just they kind of like a they kind of abandon it, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. it's because of Whereas, VR. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, they're I mean, so focused yeah. on... They don't want to flood the market, but, like, yeah. it's just also... I mean, even if it's just, like, hey, back page, oh, by the way, here's the standard price point now. Yeah. Like, they don't even want to say it's a thing. And like, Do an official price drop to 
eighty nine ninety nine or something. But I guess that's what I'm learning about like, games. Put a, put a, a big ad in GameStop. I think you get that in Q1 if they're going to do that. Because I think right now, like... Like, to be totally honest, no one in the hardware team at Sony should give a shit about the Vita right now. Like, it's, I love the Vita. I hate to say it, but it's like they're launching experimental hardware. They're the weakest in the market. Like, yeah. they now is the time to let that entire team focus on the launch of that hardware, the manufacturer process that hardware, make sure there are no delays, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then next year, you're like, oh, we have this other thing. It's failing. How do we save it? I just feel like it's the perfect, like, it's the perfect, like, summer summertime thing. Like, it's oh, a yeah. summer gift. Like, you you just graduated school. You, your grandmother gave you a hundred bucks. Like, go oh, buy. The, dude, oh, trust yeah. me, I agree. It's just that weird thing where, like, I can yeah. see why Sony doesn't. Also, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'd love to revisit some... this in Q1 and see if they... If, if, they, they, do if anything, they do anything with yeah. us. There's, uh, there's one uh, one game that's very noticeably absent from this list, and I, uh, <laughs> I think it could I think it could save that system. Yeah. And it's called uh, Galgun <laughs> Double Piece, and it's a game where you've been bit, bitten by Cupid, and you've got the ladies coming after you, and you've got to shoot them with your, with your kisses. Is that really what the game's about? Did you watch the trailer he put in the... Oh, I call my kisses gal guns. See, uh, you yeah. laugh, but, I mean, is there it's, a better system than the Vita to play that? It's, because an, it's a first-person kisser. Yeah. Is what it is. You're no, on rails, um, and you got to go around. You know you what? Gotta, oh, the, the rare FPK genre. <laughs> I mean, it's we gotta, should. You gotta, you play that on Vita. Nobody can walk into the living room yeah. and say, also, "What are you doing there?" Also, you can get right underneath those blankets and have all sorts of fun. Also, the uh, Dead or Alive Paradise Island or whatever the hell it's called. The new one. Uh, yeah, extra realistic beach ball. We graphics. should mention real quick that today uh, Zero Time Dilemma, which is the third in like the nine 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 versus Last Reward, and then that came out. Um, and then Grand Kingdom, which um, I think Vince is playing for us. Just mm-hmm. a, looks really cool, like another yeah. stylized game. Kind of reminds me almost of um, some of the stuff Atlas is doing. And I put that in this list too. That like. Axis and Atlas and NIS, all those smaller like anime titles mm-hmm. are still coming to Vita. Like it's not like it's mm-hmm. totally dead. Yeah. And then there are indies still coming. Yeah, Money like, number nine is supposedly still coming. Yeah. Not I mean, we got um we got severed yeah. from How did you take Calgon off this list, but added Mighty Number no. Nine. What's wrong with you? You can't kiss anything in that game. Because <laughs> I technically bought it three years ago. The game insulted you. <laughs> didn't even get your backer info. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you talk oh, yeah. about that real quick? I'm just uh I did finally find my backer number. Um, okay, so I had to find for, a... for context, you put how much money into Mighty Number no. Nine and how long ago? It's like a hundred bucks in 2013. Okay, uh, I think July of 2013. You know, um, games aren't that expensive, right? Yeah. Well, at the time, <laughs> I was super grief. excited. I think at the time. I did the tier where you got the physical NES box and cartridge and stuff, and I did it at the time because I was buying it for Colin, I think. Um, um, and now, three years later, he doesn't have a desk to put it on, I think. Yeah, it's that weird thing where I totally feel burned by it. The game isn't even good anyway. It doesn't get me excited to play it. But, how, then, but that NES box is really cool, right? I, I bet it's going to be. But no, <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Fangamers making those, I'm sure they'll be great. But you, I mean, This is another This is another in the long series of uh, Andrew Goldfarb 2016 Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, One of these days, I'm grief. I put $100 into the Kickstarter, but when it came out, they didn't put my name in the credits. So I waited all four hours. They have a four-hour-long credit sequence of every backer of the game. But it's at least like it's like alphabetically, so you know when to nope, show up. It's by backer number. Oh. And at least all their no, names are in there. Nope. Yeah, uh, I, I'm i in as a generous backer, despite like pretty vividly remembering filling out that Okay, form. but at least to get that ending, you have to beat a really good video game. <laughs> 5.6. Mighty number 5.9. God damn it. This <laughs> cascading trickle of disappointment. Andrew, um, you're a blockhead. It's really rough. Let's talk about a thing we did like. What? 
The Legos. <laughs> the Star oh, Wars. No, uh, no, real quick, I just wanted to plug um, Severed from Drinkbox, which oh, yeah. we didn't, yeah. we never got to talk about on this show because yeah. of whatever reason. Um, I did not love it anywhere near as much as Guacamelee. That's um, a tough call because yeah, Guacamelee yeah. is fantastic. Uh, yeah. But it's got a lot of really good stuff going for it. It's gorgeous. The music is awesome. It's super um, charming. And I like respect the fact that it's like they could have easily made Guacamelee 2 or yeah. anything that they're they like, hey, we're going to try new. something way different. We're going to mm-hmm. try something that is one of the few games that totally yep. utilizes like the Vita's inherent Guacamelee uh, Two, Avocado. It's a, it's a. I love that name so much. It's a touchscreen game that <laughs> yeah. actually has fairly deep combat. Yeah. I know you hear touchscreen, you're like, oh, it's like Fruit Ninja, yeah. and it's like, no, it's got some stuff like that. But most things that you play on your phone are very thin and yeah. and stupid and hollow experiences. Yeah. But this is a very deep game. It'll take you a good six or seven hours to get through it. Yeah, and, uh, I think they're working on porting that to phones. Actually, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming to pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. Anything with a touchscreen. Anything with a touchscreen. Yeah. Touch so 3ds, Wii U, iPhone, everything. Mm-hmm. It's but, also just pretty. Like, yeah. I mean, like the one thing it does share with Guacamelee is that art, which is just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. on Vita screen, like that kind of paper cutout star. It's, style. Yeah, it's like that, that really. Thing. Yeah. It's that rare thing where like I really am happy rare? with the slim Vita. Like mm-hmm. I'm glad I got the plastic one. It's cheaper. It's easier to charge because you don't have the proprietary thing with that screen. But yeah, that like severed on the OLED screen looks so good. Like that's one of those rare games where it, it is yep. worth having. A uh, little, one last a really picture. quick Vita thing. Uh, I tweeted a picture the other day of the charging dock I have for my Vita. They're going for five bucks now. They're official, oh. and you basically just plant your Vita right into it. Put the charging cable in the back of it. Your Vita will never die a battery. Yeah, I have the yeah. little. Awesome. I have the real small official Sony one. It's yep. like it's literally like it's a little metal stand. Yeah, yeah and it, you put it. it on. It just has the the yep charging dock. Yeah, right yeah. Do that one again. Uh, you put you. I have held the circle in your hand, and then you I went have, on top. I have, yeah. well, we're going to talk about the Vita. We're doing it. I'm just going to say we're going to do that. We're going to renegades. We're on the loose. Wait, we're going to talk, talk about the Vita. We did. We just no. We are. I mean. We're gonna keep good. talking about it. Um, I was I was hanging out with uh, with Nina Freeman, who made uh, Sybil and um, working on Tacoma, Tacoma now. Yep. Um, and she's telling me like her latest the thing she's into is is like like da- like dating sims, like Japanese. Like what are they called? Like they're called like oh the Otome. Otome, yeah. yeah. Um, but she's telling me <laughs> there's one where it's like feudal Japanese like samurai, but there's also like vampires, but it's also historically accurate. <laughs> but you're like dating these vampire samurai. I mean, that's the thing. Like, look um, up what NIS and Axis, yeah. AKSYS, are publishing on Vita. Like, there's a lot of weird yeah. but awesome stuff. I was like, games. how do you play those on like, PC or whatever? And she's like, no, they're on Vita. And I'm like, what? Really? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess I better go poke around and find out what I can date besides yeah. those birds. Yeah, there's a yeah, one where you try to like pinch the pigeons, where like you oh, pigeon a boy and try to so get yeah. them to the, uh, the sequel to Dig down into the PSN flash sales they do all the yeah. time. Oh my God. Yes. They just did one this week with that had a, squ- bunch a bunch of Square games yep. where they had a bunch of PS1 RPGs where like the Final Fantasy games are like five bucks and Cross. And that's even aside from like, if you don't own a Vita, like if you listen to the show, if you have a PS4 and you don't own a Vita, like, they are cheap enough to get now that it's worth it. Like, there are and enough it's, yeah. games. It's honestly less about what's coming forward and more about what's already there. From yeah. PS1 Classics to a bunch of indie games that have come out to everything. A bunch of indie games that you might already own cross by that you don't even realize. Yeah. Exactly. That's um, I mean, yeah. like, even freaking Mighty Number no. 9, like, that is going to be free if you bought the PS4 version. Did you, say, just, did you say freaking? Yeah, I was going to swear, but I'm trying to make your life easier. It's writing something down. It's like, <laughs> you know, freaking Mighty Number no. 9. Come on, man. Jeez. Uh, freaking freaks. God. So yeah, the Vita's alive. Stop saying it's alive. I think yeah. Atlas and NIS and Axis are keeping it alive, but also it's cool seeing big publishers publish stuff. Do you, yeah. like, legit, like, just a question, like, are we ever going to see another Sony handheld, ever? Mm-hmm. Or is Sony just going no. to, no. is Sony going to do what, cause I don't think Sony's going to stop making mobile games, but I think depending on the success of Nintendo in the actual, like, mobile market in terms of, like, Apple products and stuff, yeah. I can see them, certain studios making games that come to iOS, 
and come to Android. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, Mitoma was a hit. Um, yeah. people, people dropped off of it like crazy, but it yeah, but they haven't. Did, I mean, even like, Pokemon Go that's coming, which is separate from Nintendo. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen the Fire Emblem in the Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Like, Those yeah. are gonna be like the litmus yeah. test. And I mean, if you yep. look at the stuff that Sony, if you look at the stuff Sony's tried already, I mean, like, there's just like that uncharted. Uh, gem collecting game, uncarded. yeah, uncarded. I mean, like, like they, they, it's like again, very hollow experiences. But I would totally. There's a bunch of PS1 games I think that would work on my phone. Yeah, like, I feel like the first Crash Bandicoot could sort of work on the phone oh, because yeah. it, like it's, yeah, it's, it's platforming wasn't precise enough to like require. Just, well, and the like thing is, yeah, yeah, the way yeah. they could be successful is by doing. What Nintendo's doing is sort of taking known franchises. Like, I would be very surprised if the Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem games are actually full games. I think they'll be uh, they'll be full games, but I mean they won't be like the full games on 3ds. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I think they are smarter to. They don't want you to buy that instead. They want you to buy it in addition. Mm-hmm. And I think Sony could just be like, well, buy it instead. Like, if, if they're not leaning into the Vita, they Here's could do stuff like that. Like, I mean, you could guys, put a Parappa game yes, on totally. iOS. And have you guys the played the, uh, the Rayman games on iOS? Oh, yeah. Like oh, Jungle yeah. Run. and Those are so yeah. good. So they're like, they're, they're not necessarily endless runners, although they are. But you are constantly moving. You are not yeah. moving to the right. You're constantly moving back and foreground. But you can still do platforming. You can jump and stuff like that. I would totally see one of their games like Ratchet and Clank working like that. Something like Knack even working like that. Luminous would be a. It's a luminous on iOS, but it's from way early on. It sucks. Like, yeah. I think you could do a better. I mean, first party games would be different than because I think Ubisoft published the last uh, luminous game. If I remember the Vita one, yeah, really, um, yeah. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. No, I didn't know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, there are a lot of games that would work from like little like rhythm games, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I do wonder how a full, like, put a PS1 classic on just straight up. Yeah, like, yeah. or I just, wondered. like, smaller minigame experiences. Like, I mean, take Norman Reedus, you can maybe wash his ass in Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, just, just make his <laughs> baby. Yeah, right. I mean, there was a Metal Gear Solid 4 on iOS. And it was, yeah. like, surprisingly competent. Like, yeah, it no. wasn't... It was It was not, It was was not. no MGS game, but it was a, like, it was a cover-based yeah. shooter. God, I would love to have the first Metal Gear Solid on my phone. Yep. I mean, Pretty people cool. are jailbreaking their phones and putting emulators on anyway. It's yeah. like, why wouldn't Sony make four ninety nine a pop? Jar barking? The jar barking? Thing. The jar barking. Yeah. I yeah, gotta, so I don't know. I guess it's, for them it's about deciding, you know, can they make a couple bucks off that on PS4 by remastering it? But the reality mm-hmm. is people are playing games on their phone and Sony should be there and they're not going to make another dedicated handheld and people want portable Sony experiences, so put the worlds together and fix it. I, mean, I wonder yeah. if we'll ever see like another Xperia Play type thing where they're like, oh, here's a phone that's a gaming phone. Oh, I think times have changed. That time yeah. has to have moved past. And also, yeah. like, I mean, honestly, the big thing when they lean into mobile will be when there's a proper remote play app for iOS and Android. Like, I mean, yeah. I think like that's when I can see it really kind of being a hey, like this is part of the ecosystem fully. And they have PlayStation Mobile, and they've always mm-hmm. been. I mean, I guess they kind of don't have PlayStation Mobile, but they've been kind of knocking at that door for a while. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be interesting seeing which of Nintendo or Sony really just says screw it and like makes it a full part of their ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, and I, would, I mean, it would make sense for Sony to be first, but we'll see. All right. Uh, Interesting times ahead. Legos mm-hmm. are here again. Here they are. The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. The Lego experience. Marty you cannot it, escape them. Stop it's that. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, we spent a long time today trying to think of a strap for the review. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we settled on. Uh... I like you that were Wookie. Wookie. Oh, I like that Wookie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, really good. Yeah, I reviewed nine it. Nine uh, out of Ren. I got. I give it a nine out of Ren. Uh, oh, that should have been. It should have been nine, nine, nine out of Ren. Yeah, that would have been okay. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have understood that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I play. That's if, when you look at something for so long, it stops making sense. <laughs> 
Uh, Brian and I have pretty much played all the Lego games. I think yeah. we talked about yeah. Lego games. A ton. One of my favorite franchises. Yeah, same. Uh, and Hands this down. is my favorite Lego game since the second Harry Potter game, which mm-hmm. was a long time ago. That was like four or five years ago. Um, I think this is way better than Marvel Avengers, than Jurassic Park. I like this better than Lego Dimensions. Um, oh. And I think they, the, the thing Traveler's Tales handled best is since what was it? The first Lord of the Rings game was the one that introduced like ripping actual lines from the yeah. movie. Was it Hobbit or it was, yeah, it was some it was, Lord of the it was one of them. Yeah. Like I was, I was actually like up until now, I was sort of against the voice acting in the Lego games. Yeah, I I missed like the days where it was pantomime. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like it was like a, a, a different beast as opposed to like when we played Lego Marvel Avengers and like uh, Andrew Alana and I played through the whole thing together, and it was so jarring when it would pull a line from the movie. Like the audio mixing would be weird, and then a character would just repeat a line over and over and over again. And it was yeah, also that no, weird, like a weird fan dub. Yeah, or something like but that. it also like so when they pantomimes, if you played like Lego Pirates or something way back mm-hmm. in the day, the pantomiming you had to do funny stuff like rubber chickens and pigs yep. and like stuff to like make sense of what was happening or whatever but when you have like Jeremy Renner saying an actual line from the movie while like a pig runs by take the shot yeah, yeah it's like so weird and it just yeah. made it it mixed it in a weird yeah, way it, yeah it doesn't work because you'll have a scene in like um <clears throat> I believe it was like Lego Indiana Jones or whatever where he goes to pull out the gun mm-hmm. and instead he pulls it's like this Gallagher prop bag yeah, of just, he pulls yeah. out it's like a drumstick and a whole bunch of other things and he, you get like Harrison Ford yeah I didn't put any of this stuff in here. Tell yeah. me what you do with and my it, gun. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work. But yeah. I'm with you in that this one it does. Yeah, and I don't know how. I think it's because they, um, they 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 did a good job of pushing and pulling when they use those yes. and when they use new sound recordings. Yes, which melt together very well. They melt together very well. A lot of the so they will pull actual lines from episode seven, but they also got voice actors to voice. Other lines of dialogue for Ray and Finn they got, and they Leia. Got Max von Sydow and they got yeah. Harrison Ford. I was talking and, to him about that. It's like. That's got to be super awesome because those guys get to geek out as it is already. But I feel like they're at a point where there's such a legacy, <clears throat> a legacy to the series of games. Um, <laughs> and, you know, at this point, they're getting approached by people who are holding, you know, the, the, the rights to a franchise. Right. Like Lego, Lego Dimensions, they were, they were telling me, like, they have people reaching out to them being like, hey, can we put our stuff in your game? Or can you put our stuff in your game? Yeah. As opposed and, to, like, there was some point where they were, like... Oh, it's this weird like double licensed pro- property. Yeah, where it's like, Whereas, oh, like it's... Lego Dimensions is now cool. It's like yeah, oh, we want to be right? in the thing with Batman and yeah. Lord of the Rings and Adventure Time and, and Ghostbusters. They mix it so well. And if you've ever heard uh, Arthur Parsons talk, yeah. like he is, he begets it. He believes mm-hmm. in it. Like it is totally like that. Feels like it's not just like a job to him. It's like he really cares about making it yeah, good. Right? Totally. Yeah. And this game, the, you know, aside from the fact that it tells a you know great story, it tells episode seven, but also tells a bunch of other funny side stories and weird like fills and gaps like how Poe rescues Admiral Ackbar from a mm-hmm. from a First I mean, Order Star Cruiser. It opens with the Battle of Endor in Return yes. of the Jedi and you beat that and it has the entire sequence where you escape the Death Star mm-hmm. after blowing it up, yeah. which is just really fun. And then it goes 30 years later and yeah. you're... Um, you're in the resistance base yeah. and then you're heading into the next thing. I think it's really, really smart how they did that and kind of bridged it. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that was part of them being like, well, what's a way to weave a bunch of old school characters into this? Cause mm-hmm. otherwise you wouldn't get Ewoks and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that sequence not in the old Lego Star Wars games? Like, no, it totally not? is. It is. They just did it completely just differently. Well, the reason, I'm yeah. 99% sure the reason it's the, the campaign starts on Endor is because it teaches you all of the different mechanics. So yeah. You have the Force. You have a lightsaber. There's a flying segment. You have a grappling hook with mm-hmm. Han. You have guns with Chewie. Uh, whereas 
You have a boss fight with Palpatine. Yeah, like, whereas yeah. like in The Force Awakens, you don't get a lightsaber. A lightsaber isn't, isn't introduced in that story until halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. And then The Force isn't sense. introduced until the very yeah. end. Yeah. I, think, Super smart. Yeah. I think aside from, and I'm, I'm obviously, a lot of us here are biased because we love Star Wars, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm, con- I'm more connected to this game and this franchise than I was, say, and I love the Jurassic Park games, Yeah, mm-hmm. but like once you hit 15 characters in those games, you're like, I can't name I don't anybody know else. It's yeah. in-gen yeah. employee number 75 yeah. and like random soldier and like mm-hmm. uh, whatever the military guys that were hired in three, you can't name, Jeez. right? William H. Macy. Yeah, William H. Macy. Like they made his minifig and they put Jimmy Fallon in there because he was in the new movie. Yeah. Like stuff like that. And it's like, it's fun. It's interesting. But a lot of those games are basically, basically if you connect them to the movies, like there's no combat in Jurassic Park mm-hmm. because like you don't shoot the dinosaurs. Like you don't punch them yeah. either, so it's mostly just avoiding them. Yeah, even but in, in world, Star Wars, around in that like crappy yeah, yeah, in Star Wars you have you have guys with magical powers, mm-hmm. you have guys with guns, yeah, you people have people with staves, like, small yeah. characters I mean, it, who yeah. can crawl into things. Yeah. you have flying, you have like ships, you, you have, have robots, ground vehicles, cool robots. Things. Like there's just so much yeah. that goes in there. And also, if you're connected to Star Wars like we are, when you unlock a guy like PZ Forcio, who's like the blue droid in the new movie, you're like cool. Yeah. I, that means more to me. I have that. I have his toy on my desk. Mm-hmm. That's cooler to me than getting like, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing was how excited Marty got for you guys. Like Marty got so excited on your behalf when he unlocked Constable Zuvio. So I'm like, yeah. finally, you can play through the entire. <laughs> game. I'm stoked because they've got uh, they've got Captain Athano and Quiggle, who yeah. are those those pirates that Finn almost goes off with, and they don't do anything. Oh, there's yet. an oh. entire mission with those two. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They, they got to go and steal a ship and yeah. play music out of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, so cool. They have. I'm really excited to see that because like. They did this thing. I I grew up reading the the tales of Star Wars stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were like, "What was that one Jawa in the cantina doing yeah. for the two weeks prior to Luke and Obi Wan going?" And they're like, oh, "This is stupid," but I'm reading it. Yeah, uh, they put out a, a kind of a handful of those for the Force Awakens, and it was like Constable Zuvio. Um, there's that uh, the ninja lady who uh, whispers in that gross man's ear. Oh that yeah, snitch. The snitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's you know there's a there's that dude that looks like a minion. Yeah, the, the minion <laughs> who was actually played by a. Um, um, Warwick Davis's daughter. Yep. Which is wow. really weird that they were like, hey, uh, let's go to the family business of dressing up like a furry little weird, weird thing <laughs> yep. being in a space movie. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just super excited that they're, they're like, these guys show up in the movie for like, just for a second. They don't mm-hmm. do anything. Not so. even, Constable Zuvu doesn't even show yeah. up for a second. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But kind of Marty found those, those werewolves that we love. And oh, yeah. The werewolves are there. Yeah. They're definitely yeah. there. Yeah. And they're just walking around. Yeah, so. you can unlock weird, like, you can unlock J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy. I love on, that. On, yeah. on top of that, like this, so if you're excited. if you're thinking like, oh, it's another Lego game, like yeah, it totally is. Mm-hmm. It falls into a, like a lot of the same ruts and a lot of the same systems. And if you like them, you're okay with yeah. it. Like mm-hmm. at this point, I'm used to them. But they introduce a bunch of new stuff in this game. Yeah, like, there's a cover, a third person cover system. Yeah. Which is like, you play that, and I was like, oh, it's it's, it's so like, weird. It feels it like like Gears of War for babies, like yeah. not in a pejorative sense, but it's really weird because you'll hit these segments and good one, dude. The, Gears of War is for babies. Just kidding, we love you guys. We're not starting a war. Tune into in podcast. <laughs> the world's number one expert. It looks like Lego Gears of War. Like, yeah, really I mean, yeah. your character like Rody runs up to cover, slams against cover, and then it's about you know you're still you're you're popping up, you're shooting, it's stop and pop, you're you're advancing cover, which is really strange. And then there's also like the flying sections in this game, the dogfighting. It has sort of on rail sections. 
and then it has open air dogfighting like Star Fox. Yeah, honestly, they're simple. The, do you think that was the entire reason they thought up Star Fox? Is somebody said dogfighting, and they're like, ah, but what if? Animals <laughs> <laughs> could fly. It's not a single. Do- oh no, there's a dog. There's General Peppers. Is your General Peppers? Oh, no. And you it's oh, wolf. Peppers. I mean, <laughs> all peppers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those flying segments are super. A fox fun. is a kind of dog. You weird dudes. That's not true at <laughs> That's all. Absolutely no, not true. Yes, fox it is. Is, no, a fox is a cat with a very weird tail. No, that foxes are not cat yeah. family. Yeah, why is it called I nine tails? We're doing this. No, foxes are dog friends. What are you talking about, cat? It's not. It's called Nine Tails because it's a, it's an ancient Japanese anyway, deity. Anyway, the uh, the dog fighting in this game is actually fun. Kami, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I liked it. Be- I liked it better than Star Fox I did Zero. Too, it works because you don't you don't need to use motion. He's, yeah, he's and there's also yeah. like there's no second screen to deal with. There's yeah. no like um, that weird like oh, you're uh, right. in cockpit mode. What? There, there you're right. Yeah, do you want to look that up? I knew it was a dog. I'm being contrary and just to make a hot goof. Did I you know that? I had no idea. Oh yikes! You didn't know that foxes were part dog. Why does peppers, peppers look like a fox? How did you not know that? How did you, really? Oh yikes, dude! Oh my god! Wow, is this cyberbullying? Did we just cyberbully? <laughs> no, that was my poor back cover. You just got fox doxed. <laughs> did you fox. really not know that? No. We need to have an intervention. I it was really, a species. It's really embarrassing. Did you actually learn an animal fact from me? <laughs> I, love how, I love how red you are right now over animal facts. Um, but the game also, uh, uh, it does a really great job Fox of news. when you play it. It's it's super fun single player, but it's also, that was good. It's super fun single player, but it's also fun multiplayer. And unlike uh, Lego Marvel Avengers, where there would be full levels where someone gets to play as Iron Man, and the other player is Pepper Potts, and she's... Yeah. Just oh, in peppers. the middle of a fire room. Oh, pepper pots. Uh, um, whereas this, like, every level, it's like you're Finn and Ray, and you both have separate powers that are disparate, but also awesome. And, or also, BB-8 and this, Chewie. This is the first video game you can control BB-8, and he feels like driving that Sphero yeah. toy around it, your apartment. BB-8's like, a girl. It's, oh, she, she feels like that. Uh, it's awesome. She actually it's really dog. cool. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I, this is, like, the first great Star Wars game in, what, Seven years, eight. Like, what was I mean, it? Was Battlefront? Battlefront. Yeah. yeah. Battlefront, I mean, uh, Disney Infinity was awesome. Yeah, I don't really count Disney Infinity. Okay. It's just like kind of like I don't know. It's like half a game. Yeah, it's like toy box. Stuff. I don't know. The, the indoor stuff in that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like you had to kind of truck through some sort of dumb. Stuff yeah, I, I guess I should say like story based because yeah. Battlefront's awesome, but it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah. multiplayer. Yeah, sure. This is so um, cool I mean, as we're watching you play it because it's it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also like they did that thing where they're like, oh, let's make hyper realistic ferns on Endor, and you're like, there's Lego bricks for that man. But I guess you wanted to show off a little bit. Yeah. Well, like that's the weird thing. It's like this entire game could look like Lego, but it doesn't. It looks yeah. like kids playing with Lego in a real. F- Forest or yeah, a real backyard, totally. yeah. Which so, so that's a really interesting way to put it. Like, you know? like when you see Jakku, it's like sand, mm-hmm. and it's not like Lego sand with like the studs all over it. You yeah, know? I used to have a problem with that, but then I remember like the old Lego like box photos. They'd be like, yeah. I mean, now it's all like kind of they put them in like a CG cartoon environment. Yeah. But the old stuff, like like the Wolf Pack or whatever, they'd be like, yeah, here they put them on some real sand. Yeah, and there'd be yeah. real stuff in the background. Yeah. Tron dudes rolling I, around with I big really, rocks and stuff. I hope you guys do a bunch of let's plays of these. Oh, we will. I yeah, think we'll like sure. Part yeah. of the fun will be pointing out all that stuff and reacting. That's yeah. yeah. At the very least, we'll be playing 15 minutes leading up to up at noon on Thursday. So mm-hmm. tune into IGN 11:45 Pacific time, um, and then just stay for the whole hour because we have a good show. Yeah. Marty's going to come on and talk about some stuff. Oh God, but yeah, we'll do a bunch of those. I do want to rant real quick about something I do not like about this Go game. Go for it. And that is the what has now become a very common affair, an offense when it comes to selling video games where it is just impossible to buy them to get the things 
that they have inside them without having to go to seven different stores yeah. or play on six different consoles. WB the, is especially yeah. bad about this. The P- yeah, 100%. The PS4 version of this game has, and that's great because that's where I am, that's where we are, mm-hmm. beyond, yeah. uh, has a droid exclusive mission that comes with the C-3PO story of how he got his red arm. It was Acid also, Rain. Was it? Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. I thought it was one of those deep catfishing shows where you put your arm in got caught cranking it by EV-99. Oh, you're a feisty little one. Oh, heavens. Busted again. Caught cranking it? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Some binary load lifting going on. I really thought it was just like one of those things like when a a cheap dude gets in a car accident and he gets a different door on his car. Uh, so anyway, so if you want that mission, you've got to play it on PS4. I don't know if they'll sell it piecemeal down, down the line. There's also a season pass. Uh, don't know what's in that yet. We'll get into that later on. It's 10 bucks, so it's not 50 like Battlefront, but hey, whatever. Um, so that's sixty nine ninety nine for the special deluxe edition. Cranking which it. Also yeah. comes with an actual Finn minifig that you can only get in that box. But, but... If you want Jabba's Palace stuff, which I love, because that's my favorite segment in all of Star yeah. Wars. If you want Jabba the Hutt, if you want uh, Bib Fortuna, the Gamorrean Guards. Wait, do you, want, those... do you want to play as Bib Fortuna? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> like, all that stuff. Like, here's the thing. These games used to just have those characters in them. If you bought the original Lego Star Wars, you could unlock every character who was in the franchise up until that point, And no one ever sold you anything else. Mm-hmm. This, you have to go to GameStop to get that exclusive DLC code. Uh, there's also an Empire Strikes Back exclusive character pack that gives you stuff. Stuff like Bosk and IG-88 and prototype Boba Fett. It's just like, why is this happening? Like, why? Like for, for anybody who wants all this stuff, it's a pain in the ass you to know, have to go to six different stores. If you're a kid, like, yeah, like you don't have to deal with this. Like, like, especially egregious about this. Like, yeah. I think that with something like Arkham Knight, there is kind of a collector mentality with obviously older superhero stuff. Yeah. But this is like Lego. It's bad enough if you collect Star Wars minifigs and you're trying to like run a collection of those because those get stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of it being like a game about collecting virtual kind of avatars of toys it sucks that it's like you can't just have a thing and you get your kid this and you're like here you go it is you're right in that it's very true to actual lego i was going to buy you um a boba fett minifig and i found out that like there's been like five or six different ones Mm -hmm. and one of them is the white prototype one yeah which only comes with a book it only comes with a book like what so why do i know that isn't that weird it's (laughs) like it's glued inside of a book but it's like that's I guess if that's the realism they're going for here with the Lego universe, then yeah, you guys nailed it. But yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I'm gushing about this game. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to 100% it. I'll yeah. probably 100% it again on Vita or 3DS just to have a portable version as well because those games are different enough. But I didn't want to walk out of this without being like, hey, stop it. No, it's, it sucks. And like DLC is fine. If they need to make more money, that's fine. And obviously mm-hmm. you're going to have like, you know... Some, I, I mean, if there's if there was one thing that you get if you pre-order it from wherever, that's fine. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, having that that first version of the game that comes with the code for some free thing you type in, okay. But don't make it so you can't have like. There's always going to be some buyer's remorse there. You know? Yeah, like I was I was really really I wanted to play a. Uh, uh, Arkham Knight with um, the like the Adam West skin. Yeah, like I feel like that could have totally like made me enjoy that game more. And then I was uh, like, it, oh, it made me enjoy thing? the hell out of that game. By the way, yeah. and I couldn't do it because I couldn't find it. Like you. Can you buy it online, or is that like that was some exclusive? Well, it was thing? yeah. Like I mean, certain things if they're if they're store exclusive pre order bonuses, uh, it's a digital code that you get issued the day you get it, based mm-hmm. on if your pre order was up until midnight leading up to that day. And after that, like sometimes you can a never get them again, or b they give you the option of buying them piecemeal down the it line. Sucks. But you have to buy them in these packs with like eight other skins that you don't care yeah. about. So like I I just don't. 
Also, why is that stuff not included with the season pass? Just that's the other yeah. thing. It's like if you're going to have the thing that like you get this and you, it covers your ass and it's fifteen bucks, whatever. Who cares? Like at least just make it all inclusive. You know? Yeah, that's the other thing. Like I mean, I you and I were very vocal about how we bought Battlefront and the fifty dollars season pass. I, I'd be taking them to, to task right now if they started releasing stuff that wasn't included with that and they were selling it extra. And it's like, dude, no, I gave you like. A hundred and, and f- whatever the, the hundred ten dollars for that game mm-hmm. plus tax, like just let me have it. Mm-hmm. Like this version that I have is the is the is deluxe version. It's a seventy dollars skew basically, uh, and it doesn't come with Bib Fortuna. Like what? <laughs> what a ripoff! That yeah. sucks. Anyway, Two out of uh, awesome game, really cool. Uh, we're gonna be playing a lot of it. We'll be doing a lot, lots of let's yep. plays. We're, we're actually gonna start doing more let's plays for the podcast Beyond Channel. Yeah, so yeah. yeah on, we want to do one of um, Adventures of Mana. Yeah. yeah, I actually would love to do one with you, Goldfarb, about Persona, and you could just. Like gosh, and I could ask you stupid questions. It's funny about- you say that. Uh, we we imported. Well, I mean, I imported multiple editions of the Japanese one to get all the toys it comes with. Like yeah. we were just talking about. But uh, yeah, we're that game. There's a five month gap. We're gonna do let's plays like Marty and I did for Final Fantasy uh, thirteen three. Yep. Uh, probably with each of you and Alana, I'm gonna do certain segments of Persona Five. It's all in Japanese. We won't really know what's happening, but we can just ramble can, about can it. You, yep. Can you crank? Like, can you crank anything? We can just like crank it. Yeah. We can right. just, uh, no, in the game. We're gonna hop into oh, yeah. rapid fire now. Yeah. Before we do that, one real quick plug. Uh, there's a game on PS4 right now. It's five dollars. It's called Pac-Man Two Fifty Six. Yeah. Pac-Man Two Five Six. It's not being advertised anywhere. It's you got to go actually search for it, which is fun using yeah. their weird like abacus search tool <laughs> like, yeah. where you would slide the bar around yeah. uh, it's called Pac-Man 256 it's by um, the developers of Crossy Roads it's yeah, out of yeah. mobile uh, it's, this is it 5 wasn't, bucks and you get everything yeah, it's it was a mobile yeah. game but it doesn't have any microtransaction yeah. nonsense it's, yep. everything's completely unlocked super fun really score based awesome. uh, add me on PSN and you can try and beat my score I, I see myself I see myself getting topped and me beating other people's scores on the leaderboard so it's just really fun I mean really it's cool. funny you mention that because uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX was the last time I really fully got like obsessed with yeah. a mobile game and uh just one quick thing to mention we didn't mention on news uh a trademark came out this week yes. for uh pac-man championship edition 2 and if it's anything like that it sounds amazing yeah, I'm totally anyway. it's perfect uh yeah. anyway we here at podcast beyond have a facebook group called podcast beyond the facebook group the facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond yeah, every every week we beyond. go in there we ask you for your questions in a little segment called rapid fire we'll go through them real quick this week gabriel almeida asks is mankind ready for nat 2 no no Yes. No. Yes. Wrong. Yes. I think Nat. I think you mankind is divided on Nat two. Right. Now. <laughs> I think you can Nat two mankind. <laughs> I think a next sequel could be nice. I think that video game yeah. sequels are frequently better than their predecessors. I mean, Assassin's Creed two, Uncharted yeah. two, yeah. Uh, hopefully Watch Dogs two. It's just the fact that how games are made, you kind of have to make some mistakes and well, also build a foundation. Nat gets made fun of a lot, but like technically, it's really cool. Actually, it is. like as a launch title, as like a tech demo, it made sense. It just like. Story wasn't great, and it, it was kind of went on for too long. Like I don't think I don't think Knack is a bad game, and I'm sure you I, could do something with it. I would just rather see them do something new. I don't know if he'll ever achieve the same amount of success he had being a launch title. That's the other thing. Like yeah. you'll never eclipse the sales of the first one, even mm-hmm. with a bigger install base. I mean, that game sold. I've said this before, but it sold better than Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> Like it or not. Uh, Stephen Lau says, are there any indie games you feel would have been better served as AAA games or vice versa? I was a little confused by this question, so I thought I'd throw well, it to the room. So I know one, my quick answer isn't a, a PS4 game. It's a Wii U game uh, called Fast Racing Neo. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. never understood why Nintendo didn't just buy it from them and throw oh, the F-Zero yep. name on it and charge five times more. Because honestly, like it is an F-Zero game for all intents and purposes. Yeah, like I, I wonder, like you look at a game like Gone Home, which is free on PlayStation Plus this month, mm-hmm. and you should all play it because it takes two hours and it's great. And that's all I'll say. But I don't know if that game would have benefited from like 
having nope. an uncharted a house from Uncharted Four. Yeah, you know, like would that really have changed anything? No, no way. And I, I think ultimately, like a lot of the reasons you get these games that go out on a limb from indie developers is because they don't have publishers kind of stepping in and, and micromanaging. Yeah. And like I'm sure there are a thousand advantages that publishers offer as well. But like by keeping to milestones and by following the yep. schedule of making a AAA game, I think you stifle creativity. Yeah, and as far degree. as the vice versa of AAA games that would be, be-, be better as indie. I don't like there's no direct thing for me there, but I do think it would a lot of games that I like or love could have been even better if they were able to if Bioshock Infinite was a couple hours shorter and trimmed a lot of the second act and didn't Mm -hmm. have to have Mm -hmm. Bioshock Infinite just literally didn't have combat I'd be stoked Um, same thing like we we all love Uncharted but I was like man a couple sections were a little long in the teeth yeah I I was thinking more along the lines like I mean if you look at the way uh, Yacht Club games introduced uh, Kratos into Shovel Knight like as ostensibly a demake, like yeah. I would totally make a play like a two D beat 'em up demade God of War game that's oh, yeah, side scrolling, that. yeah. Contra yeah, style, so cool. Metal Slug yeah. style, violent as hell, yeah. blood gushing everywhere, all pixel art. Like that'd be an indie version of a triple A game yeah, that'd that be I'd be cool. totally all into. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like um, a Prince of Persia style Uncharted game that you know didn't control like a yeah. game from seventy years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David C. Funke says, Lost games that you'd like to see made available again. I'd like to finally play Shining Force Three and I'd love a Panzer Dragoon collection. Yeah. Panzer PT. Dragoon's a big one. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. Legos I mean, PT it's a yep. goddamn shame that people won't be able to play PT. I'm really excited yep. for Force Awakens, Lego Force Awakens, because it's impossible to play the original Lego Star Wars on a modern Sony console. Like, yeah. You just can't. It's not on PlayStation now. They never remade an HD version of it or anything for like PSC that. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just gone. It's yeah. Yep. Uh, any other ones for that? Uh, not off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Matthew Purdue says, any crazy video game console midnight release stories? Have you guys ever gone to midnight launches for consoles or I games? I got the 360 at midnight. Yeah. 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 It was very cold. Yeah, I camped out for Halo 3. I camped out for the original Wii. Um, there have been a bunch. Did you go to the Galaxy 2 one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you realized, realized, there, right? yeah, we realized we were in the same place in, in New York like City. It was like four degrees. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, I went to the uh, PS4 Midnight launch, and it was like they actually put a lot of like planning and stuff behind that, and it was like super lame. Yeah, there was it was at the GameStop on Market Street, and there was like you know like a handful of people there, and there was like a guy in a Crash Bandicoot costume, and I was like, I was like, all right, uh, I guess I don't know. It's one of those things where I think with like with a with a console, it's first of all it can it can go badly so easily because yeah. you're like, hey, I'm gonna stand around in the night w- waiting for a four hundred dollar box. Yeah, like what could go wrong? Well, it's, someone might take it from you. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thing where like they can only be as good as like the one on Market Street can only be as good as the one on Market Street. You know, mm-hmm. there are like however many hundreds of GameStop stores. When I was at Gearbox, we would go to the local ones in Dallas, and the devs would be there. Yeah, and we would see that. Like, Randy Pitchford would be there. I think yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think that stuff, like, that's cool for the Dallas area stores, but it's not like anyone else gets that, you yeah. know? So I always heard stories just before, I think, any of us lived in the city, there was a Sony store at the Metreon, which is a small downtown San Francisco, right. that used to have, I think, when Guns of the Patriots, Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, Kojima was there for the launch. Wow. Like, re- like stuff like that, yeah, where, like, so I remember, cool. like, the 1UP used to go there, like, for the launch of the Wii, like, mm-hmm. uh, they were there, but... Uh, I mean, I I think with I know, digital, for the launch of the PS3, right. Sam Kennedy dressed up as a Wiimote oh, yeah, I love and had that. a cigarette and was giving everyone the finger. <laughs> I mean, right. I think there's, that, there's a video of that. Man, why did one-up go out of business? <laughs> there's that weird thing where like, I wonder how long midnight launches are really around. Because have I, have I told you guys about my story about buying the Wii U day one in San Francisco on Market Street at that very same one you went to? Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to pick Showing. up my Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> that morning, they were in line. If you want to call it that, there were three people. Oh. 
and a dog <laughs> who belonged to one of the people he was just there to get a Wii U. And uh, down the street, like half a block down the street from there is a Starbucks. And my wife went to pick us up coffee because she was like, I was like, oh, we'll split off here. I got out of the train station. You go get you go get coffee. I'll I'm going to go wait for in line. Zombie you. I got I got my console in 30 seconds and she had to wait in line for 15 minutes for coffee. <laughs> and she came back and she was like. There are more people waiting for coffee than there are for the Wii U. And I was like, ooh, this is kind of telling, isn't it? <laughs> and yeah, we were right. Uh, so that's it for Rapid Fire. We had some other ones. Uh, one that I want to sit on for next week, uh, Mike Chang asks, now that 2016 is halfway over, what's your pick at Game of the Year so far? Do you far? want to just go around and do it? I don't know he if I have an answer. He said he wanted to sit on for next week. Yeah, well, let's talk about this next week. I have an yeah. answer. Okay. And I well, tweeted it in earlier a, today. Uh, podcast beyond next week. Uh, one last plug. I want to give a plug to my friend Thomas Rakowitz, who played guitar on my album Misanthrope, which you can download for free. He put out a video game cover album called Bits and Waves. It's on Bandcamp. So just search for Bandcamp. Like an (laughs) Eminem. Mysterious caped group of band members. (laughs) Who lurks in the night? Oh, it's the man with a tuba. (laughs) Everyone totally knows you're right there, dude. Sorry. I'm just picturing a marching band with capes and it's the best metal. I think a lot of them have capes. So anyway, Thomas Rakowitz did a video game cover album. It's totally free and it... Kicks ass, <laughs> I'm sorry. like it's it just rocks like cr- in hell, and you can go Thomas, listen to uh, it. Thomas, Thomas is awesome. He will shred. He will. Uh, he did. He did some covers off of Mega Man X Three, Fallout, Shovel Knight. We'll play one of the songs, probably for Shovel Knight, at the end of this episode right here. Uh, shout out to Ryan's wrap up, which we used to do. Um, we'll call it Brian's wrap up this time around. And Marty said he didn't want me having two segments in a row. So well, it's fact that he has two segments named after him. I, gonna, I, think, I think all the segments should be named after Brian. Yeah, that's right. The Altano Report. Yeah. You don't know what a fox is. <laughs> a baker's Brian. Um, so, yeah, check that out and just go to uh, Thomas Rakowitz's Bandcamp. Just search for Bits and Waves and you can find it. Thank you so much. Hey, yeah, take us so, out of here. You so, yeah. this Something is uh, 449. Uh, next week is going to be 450. Oh. Uh, and we have something special planned. Uh, we have a myriad of. Um, we have mirror. Never mind. Shut yeah. up. Uh, yeah, we're going to be 48.5. Do you see all of that? Yeah, I know. Supposed I know. To, right? I know uh, well, we'll ask our two guests next week. Yeah, How one of them says that word a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. The other one loves Oreos and chicken wings. Yeah. Guess who? Craig and Gollum. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Andrew is Garfep. Uh, <laughs> Brian is Totinos. <laughs> No, Prime's Agent Bizzle. Uh, and Marty is uh, is, is uh, McBiggity with two Gs and two yeah. Ts. And once again, did I tell you guys about the time that uh, I was I was tweeting about pizza with somebody and Totino's was just like, anytime it's good for pizza. And I was like, not you. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about you. Um, and uh, last week, we told you to send dog pictures to Alana at Charlanazard, and she yep. was very thankful for all of them. Yeah. 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 Send, what, what, yeah. what kind of pictures do you send this uh, time? Delicious hams. Just no, don't no. send uh, corn on the cob. Send marching no, send marching band members wearing capes. <laughs> yes, yes. Send, actually, Google marching band members who are wearing capes. Or just marching member band members to Alana. Send those yeah. to yeah. Alana at yeah. Charlana's. Either that or corn on the cob because also, she's missing. She's missing Fourth of July. Also, you know what's things. insane? She has never listened to an episode of a podcast. Of a podcast. She's never. Listened uh, to she has any. never listened to an episode of a podcast. Well, Marty, life's short. <laughs> I don't know. Not when you're 22. Yeah. Life is very long when you're yeah. young. She's, I'm invincible. I'm going to be late for work today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
flowers in the sky. Whoa. There's flowers in the sky? I'm going to go see a dog. Oh, flowers. <laughs> She's going to see a dog on her Twitter. Yeah. Or also a she cob. Thanks, everybody. Oh, corn on the cob. <laughs> corn on the cob, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know why you do, but we have fun doing it. I love it. Now she's going to get some corn of the cops. <laughs> some marching band. Yeah. Maybe a dog. <laughs> Maybe a dog. Anyone who listened to last week's episode is going to send a dog. Yeah, it's going to be good. Corn of the cob, dogs, marching bands. You have your marching orders. See you next week. Whoa. Bye. Beyond. 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 Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.